Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, All Kidding Aside. I'm your host, Crystal Bartelzi, the podcast where we talk to all kinds of women, women who are moms, women who are not moms, women who are still on the fence or haven't decided yet. Today, we have a very special guest. I'm delighted to have her. I've known her for numerous years where I met her. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you where we met. Uh, but today we have Cameron Ferguson, and Cameron has a real eclectic past, which includes working at CBC in Ottawa as a graphic designer when she was 16. She was then scouted by Ford models at 18 and spending the next seven years as an international model, pursuing her undergrad in theater, followed by teacher's college and then a master's of arts. Um, I know her as a teacher. She's a former model. Uh, She's also a writer and she's also a mother of two. And I'm delighted to have her. So welcome, Cameron. Thank you. I'm very glad to be here. Hi. So how's it going? How uh, how's your day going so far? It's going well, except our air conditioning is not working, so oh. I'm glad to be here. It's okay, yes, it's a, it's a really hot, hot day. Um, it's a little warm in here, too, but um, so so how are you coping? I was going to say, uh, are you going outside, but that might make it worse, but I don't know, are you sitting inside eating popsicles, or what's happening? I've been outside, going to friends' houses, you know, okay. imposing myself on their air conditioning. Are you in the works of getting it fixed? It's coming tomorrow. It's coming tomorrow. Yes. Okay. You have two kids. I mentioned that. Um, I know your little one, Harper, she's six or seven. She's six years old. Yeah. And I have an 18-year-old. Okay. So I'm experiencing the best and the worst of both worlds. And, and your son, is he uh, Is he currently still living at home? He is. He's still he in is. high school. Okay. So, um, well, a few things. I just want to mention that I, I met Cameron numerous years ago uh, working at the Markham Theatre Camp. Cameron was working there with also the uh, fabulous Modus O, uh, James Croker. And then she approached me. She got my name from someone and she approached me. And um, so we spent many summers actually teaching kids and working at a kids camp, which was, which I loved. And it was incredible. We taught about 100 kids at a time. Yeah, because I, I just want to point out like the stigma sometimes because I don't have kids now. And often people think women who don't have children, they don't like kids. But that's not the case oh, with me. Oh, you're incredible like, with kids. You know, like yeah. I love working with kids. And we, and we had a lot of fun. That's where we got to know each other. And then you've brought me in several times because you're a a fabulous teacher and you teach drama at uh, Burr Oak, if I can mention that. I do. And I'm a big fan of clowning. So Yeah. And so uh, Cameron's had me in to uh, to teach clown and um, she's directed numerous clown shows. So that's our history. Um, I want to bring Cameron on this podcast because um, she's got a really interesting story and we hadn't had this angle yet. Yeah, Cameron identifies as queer, and she has two children, as we heard, and uh, her son was, um, I was going to say created, but I can say that. Her son was created um, with her ex-male partner many years ago, 18 years ago, and then she has her daughter, which was created through artificial insemination, um, and she went through the whole donor process. So um, I thought that was just, that's a fascinating story, so I want to hear more about that. So um where do we start? Do you want to, like, how, how about the experience of having your first child? Or I'm going to go back even further, actually. Did you know you were someone that always wanted to have kids? I knew from the time that I was eight or nine that I wanted to have kids. And it's interesting because my daughter Harper is the same way. Already? Now? Yeah. If you ask her what she wants to do when she gets older, her first thing that she always says is that she wants to be a mom. Wow. So, And it was the same thing for me. So from the time I was very young... I loved kids. I babysat very young, and it was something that I always knew that I wanted to do. The only thing that surprises me is that I didn't actually have more. Okay, really? Yeah, yeah, more than two. Yeah. Okay. And do you recall, like, when you met your ex-partner who you had your first child with, were you guys together for numerous years? 
We were together for on and off for five years. It, it wasn't a planned pregnancy. He was a makeup and a hair and makeup artist in the fashion industry, and the relationship was not the most stable. Stable. I, yeah. I was living in New York at the time, and when I found out that I was pregnant, there was never a question for me whether I would keep the baby or not. It was automatic, and and that was kind of also at the height of my modeling career. So mm-hmm. it was a big decision on the one hand that I was giving up that. Because yeah. um, how old were you? Can I ask? At the time I was twenty. Three. Oh wow, you were young. Yeah, that's I was young. young. I was young, and uh, and I had an apartment in the village, and uh, I had some really big clients and things like that. I was shooting a lot of editorial, but um, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, there was never there's no question. turning back. You you want to do this, and and did your partner feel the same way? Uh, initially, he was unsure because uh, I was the one who was uh, paying our bills. He was from France, and he didn't have a visa to work in the States. Mm -hmm. So initially, I think he was nervous about how we would get by. We ended up moving back to Canada, and he worked out of Montreal. Okay. And is he still in your your son's life? Not really. Not really. Okay. We're going to leave it at that uh, for now. So, um, yeah, because as I mentioned in the intro, I mean, you had a very uh, incredible modeling career. And uh, I imagine being at the height of that career, it's a really hard decision to then, you know, have a child. And and I don't know, but I assume that nowadays there are a lot of women that would be 23 and getting pregnant. I don't know if they would continue with that. You know, they might be still married to their modeling career and, and not feel ready right. to and make I that saw, decision. I did see some models who had babies and then pers- continued their careers. But the babies ended up being with nannies or staying at home with their parents while they were flying around the world. And it's something that I didn't want for myself or for my son. Was it was it hard at the time for you to make that decision to give up your career? Because, you know, I, I talk a lot about that being being an actor and being in the arts, that that's one of my, you know, fears and challenges of, of wanting to give up my career, to have a kid, although I always say career in quotation marks. But um, was that something that like was a difficult decision or, or based on what you said, you've always wanted to be a mom. Maybe right. it wasn't. It actually wasn't a difficult decision, but I think that if I were in different a different circumstance, if I was with somebody who was stable at the time and who didn't have a lot of issues, mm-hmm. I think that it's not necessary to give up your career. Mm-hmm. I did see models, you know, and there's so many actors who, who have children yes, and absolutely. pursue a career. But I think that in those cases, it's probably important to have a stable partner. Yeah, or help in some way, a nanny or, or, or yeah, right. or grandparent. So um, do you remember what other models or I guess your circle of friends or in the industry, what they thought? Like sort of when you said, I'm, I'm going to take time off or I'm going to pause my career here and my career here to go and pursue my duties of being a mom. I think I remember that my agents weren't too happy because I was kind of just on the cusp of being really one of the top models. Um, and I had a lot of magazines that were booking me. I remember I was, I think, three or four months pregnant. I was just at the point where I was showing. And Macy's called. I was in Canada already. And they called and offered me like a three-day job at, I think it was like 8000 a day. Nice. And I, w- it, I would take that. <laughs> it just about killed me that I was, mm-hmm. I was just past the point of being able to. And you had to tell to them that it. and then they I didn't want to hide. Turn it hide. down. 
Really? So I think my agency wasn't thrilled about that. Okay. But and was that a moment for you ever? Like, did that ever cross your mind? Like, oh, God, what am I doing? Like, have I made the right decision? Or look at what I what I could have I missed aspects. I missed the travel and I missed the money. And mm-hmm. at one point, actually, when my son was about two years old and I was living in Montreal, my old agency there asked if I would if I would do some work again. And I did. And then I booked a job in Toronto and it didn't go well. They ended up canceling me that day because they said I was, I don't know, five pounds overweight. And oh, it just gosh. brought everything back. And I remembered kind of why... I was happy to be moving to a different place in my life. Because after you had your first child, your son, did you think about going back to the modeling world? Or I, I can't imagine the pressures of feeling like, oh, my body's not what it once used to be. Right. Like we, we feel that women all the time, right? All the, the body issues. So being a model, do you remember like, have, I'm sure you gained well, some I gained weight. 80 pounds. 80 pounds yeah. with your first with child? my first one. Wow. So that's why it was two years later when they asked me to start again because it took okay. me that long to take it off. So that was hard. I think I had just been starving myself for so long that I was just so excited to have food in my life. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mind you, I probably started underweight, but it's still... You were living in New York modeling and then you got pregnant and then did you leave New York right away or did you have your child in New York or did you move No, back? I left right away because I didn't want to have to cover the medical bills of having him in the States. I do remember it was very hard for me to leave that apartment. Yeah. Really, New York is my favorite place in the world, and I had a beautiful apartment in the West Village, so that was difficult. Okay. I remember putting the last piece of furniture on the truck and... Yeah. yeah. And, and and you moved back to Montreal where you're originally from. Is that right? Initially, I moved to my parents' house okay. in Ottawa and then we eventually moved to Montreal. And was your what was your family's reaction? Were they excited when you announced your pregnancy or did they think you were young at the time or how do you what was the reaction? I remember that my my mother told me after she said, you know, you called me and you were concerned about mm-hmm. the situation, but she said I knew as soon as you called me and told me that that there was no question that you would be keeping the baby. I think she was happy, but at the same time, again, I was in a very unstable situation with someone who had a lot of issues. So she was probably nervous about that. So when you when you left New York, you essentially left your partner as well. Like you no, took, he no? came. Oh, he did come with you. Yeah, he okay. Came. Okay. And I he... was support. I had been supporting him in New York. Okay. So. And so he was there for the birth and yes. everything? Yeah, okay. he was there for the birth. And I think he slept through most of it, I remember. <laughs> I remember him telling me that I was being dramatic and exaggerating with the pain. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing because I find that funny. I'm just laughing. I'm like, who? come on, who is this guy? Yeah. Um, and, then, and then soon after, did the entire relationship fall apart? Or did you try and make it work? The relationship fell apart. He had some substance abuse problems. Mm-hmm. So that kind of he yeah, but... he made it fall apart. So I eventually left. I left when my son was about a year old. Okay, and and well, that must have been really hard because then you were essentially terrible. a yeah. solo it parent. Was, yeah, it was very difficult. Okay, and uh, did you have? It sounds like you had good support from from I your mom. I had great support initially. It was difficult. My parents lived in Ottawa, so two two hours away. Mm-hmm. I got into the program at Concordia at that time, so I built a network of friends uh, that are still really close friends. And so I actually had a lot of support. My friends were amazing. I met a group who were kind of in their mid-20s as well, and so they just included my son in mm-hmm. all of our outings and dinner parties and things like that. So that was actually 
actually, when I think back, it was one of the best periods in my life was my university mm-hmm. period. And again, because my friends um, and friends that I'm still friends with here, Sora and, and Joseph, um, were very kind of accepting and welcoming of of my identity as a mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And your son now, as you said, he's 18. He's 18. So, um, well, what are, what, are, <laughs> what are the joys and, um, I don't know, heartaches, heartbreaks of being the mother of an 18-year-old? I'd say now that he's 18, he's actually really stabilizing, and we have a really great relationship. And I find that uh, as a high school teacher, my grade 11s and grade 12s, it's the same thing. They kind of come to a place where they are mature, and they you can have a real relationship with them. 14, 15 was very challenging. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I remember a time, didn't your son go off to live with your mother for some time? Yeah, he lived with my mom yeah. for about a year. Okay, just to give you a break. Came about 60 pounds heavier. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> grandma, grandma fed him fed well. Him well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and was it was it ever ish, an issue for him to not have sort of the, the father figure in his life? It was. Mm-hmm. He, I think he struggled with that. He would see him generally for about two weeks in the summer every mm-hmm. year, but that was usually the extent of his contact with him. And uh, he actually went to live with him during that period as well, mm-hmm. the difficult period. So I think that he came to a lot of realizations when he actually spent a, a bigger amount of time with him. And your ex-partner is still now in Ottawa or? No, he's in France. Oh, he's he went French. back to, okay. He went back to France. Yeah, a long time ago. Okay. All right. We're not, we're not going to talk about him anymore. We're not going to spend our energy on him. Um, okay. So let's talk about your daughter. You have a, a little daughter, six years old, Harper, who's also actually an actor. And I've had the pleasure of babysitting her uh, a few times. Um, she's a little firecracker. But I want to talk about that process because, um, you know, we haven't had anyone uh, that we've chatted about with this. Um, so that was done through uh, a donor. It so, was done through an anonymous donor. Anonymous donor. Yeah. Okay. So, right. So we decided early on um, in the lesbian community, people will go two ways with it. Generally, they'll, you know, a known donor. So they'll have a friend, maybe, or a relative of one of the women who will, you know, offer to donate so they can have a child. Or you can go to a center and uh, or a sperm bank and have an anonymous donor. So for us, we knew immediately that we wanted to go that route just so there to avoid any complications or and, and I just want to ask so with that partner obviously you had a new partner then at the time um, was it a, a lengthy conversation about who would who would carry the the baby no it was it was always gonna be it was you? always me okay so that was pretty automatic was there a reason for that or you just wanted to because you had done it once before is that how that came about or I think it was just something. It was something I was comfortable with and mm-hmm. wanted, and um, my partner just it was n- never felt the need to actually carry mm-hmm. the baby. Okay, but so, the, but but and for she, me, it's something that I really wanted. Yeah, but she wanted a child. To do. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so, just because um, you know, I, I find this fascinating because I don't know much about this world at all. So, right. like, if you just want to tell us a little bit, like how you go about that, or how you know where to go. Yeah, you know, like I, I just right now, because I guess I haven't researched yeah, it, yeah. I, I wouldn't know the first steps. About so where to go. I'm thinking back, though, actually, and actually, at one point, we did, I did ask one of my friends, I had like have, to be a surrogate, sort of, yeah, or to be a donor, donor. Yeah, because he's very beautiful. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember now I did ask, it wasn't we hadn't really decided that's how we would go. But it was just kind of a passing 
question to just kind of feel it out with him. And I remember at the time he said, you know, thank you for asking me, but I just, I could never have a child and not be that central figure in the child's life. So I really respected that. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, it doesn't surprise me about him because. Yeah, I I would imagine that's a bit of a hard role. Yeah, Yeah. he's a very, you know, family person Mm -hmm. and things like that. So, but anyways, we, we were pretty clear anyhow on the fact that we wanted to go anonymous with it. So we found the fertility clinic and we went in. And so they do it. They have a book. They have a book with a different profiles, mm-hmm. and then they pulled it up on the computer as well. So you pay, and you can read all the different profiles. Oh, and what is in this book? Like full-on photos, like all the information? No, not initially. Oh, so okay. you have to pay extra to get the photos. Oh, you do? And this was like one of my – this was probably my biggest main criteria. <laughs> okay. Did you, you know? pay? You paid. We paid, of course. <laughs> Because, so then you get the book with the photos. Right. And because in my mind, I wanted to choose someone not only, you know, that had the the right things were written on the page, but somebody that I would naturally feel drawn towards. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I would just love to see one of these books. Like, is it is it huge? It's pretty big. Because I yeah. like, I don't know, I, I would, you know, I would love to interview a man that has never been selected. Like, how does that feel? <laughs> you know, like, is there one guy that constantly gets chosen and then That's another guy that, a good point. you know, I don't I know. I think the one that we chose because he was the obvious choice. He was definitely the best looking <laughs> in there and, um, just, and just very educated. Yeah. And, but again, just, yeah, it, it was kind of slim pickings to okay. be honest but okay. he's very attractive and very okay but then you say he's an anonymous donor but there's a photo of him so well, if we paid extra so the okay. photo was actually though a photo he'd been doing it since he was in his 20s mm-hmm. and he was at uh he was 39 at the time and at 40 they stop at 40 they don't oh okay. they don't let them continue so he'd been doing it for a while because it's and good the money, photo right? they showed it us it's gotta be good money Right. Uh, I think it's not bad. Okay. Technically, they're not supposed to be paid, but they pay, they compensate them for right. travel and I'm just laughing because and... Joe, my producer right now, is writing down the information. Like, I, I think Joe might go and be a donor. I see you writing this down. Um, okay. So, you, you choose handsome guy. Right. And, so, and did but it take you photo, a while? No, the okay. photo, it was, no. When they started showing the photos on the computer, I was just, it became kind of a comedy act because I was like, next, 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 next. Like, I was like, if I'm not attracted to this person, this is not going to be the baby's donor. And then we came across this donor's profile and picture, and it was a picture that was taken of him, I don't know how long ago, but he had a really bad sweater on and haircut. <laughs> My partner was like, and so I was like, next. And the, she was like, no, no, stop, stop. Okay, you have to look past the, the sweater, sweater and, the and the haircut, Cameron. So I was like, okay. So, and then they actually, they actually pulled up. Actually, I'm forgetting first, before they even show that full picture, it's really strange. They show like just, they'll show an eye and then they show a nose. And then at one point we we're like, wow. can you just show the, us the whole face? Like, oh can we God. cut to the chase? We don't care what <laughs> the ear like shape really is. It's really like you can pick and choose. It's like, it's like Mr. Potato Head. I'll take this part and put it here. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, you know, we got our message across that we just want to see the full picture. So then I got the picture from, I don't know, the 1970s or something like that. <laughs> And then uh, eventually they showed us, oh, he said, oh, well, we have a more up-to-date picture. Okay. So then I saw <laughs> then the up-to-date. And then I, was, <laughs> I saw the up-to-date. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay, he's very nice looking. And okay. again, he had 
an education, and he sounded like a very interesting so how, so person. how old was he at the time? He was thirty nine. Oh, he's thirty. So it was okay. the last year. Okay, and so, so we were lucky that we okay. got him. And he apparently has over you know sixty what? something offspring. Wow, yeah. wow, that's incredible. And and this he does he know like does he know when someone uses him? I guess that's a good question. Oh. I think that he must. Okay. And on the profile too, the 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 men say you know either that they're open to contact yeah. later or they're not. Okay. And he actually was open to oh, contact, really? and he's been doing it for twenty years. So I imagine he must have a lot oh of eighteen-year-olds now that are. <laughs> he gets know, a lot of emails. Yeah. Did you did you reach out to him? No, I wouldn't do that. No, it would be something if. Harper, when she's older, if she wants to reach out to him, then that would be her choice. But okay. I, I, you know, we both thought, well, that okay. we should respect his. But but he his, was open to it. He was open yeah. to it, but it's, he said, from the child. Okay, okay. No, I think, not, I think not, there was even like from the child and from the parents, and I think he had checked off from the child. Okay. So I would never. But this guy is like busy. Like, you know, if like all these kids eventually end up like contacting him, he's right, like, you know, know, and he's going Dutch. out for ice cream. I know you did mention that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's fascinating. So, okay. So I have a couple things. First of all, does Harper know the whole story? No. No. We actually, we decided that we wanted to be completely open with her. Mm -hmm. And we tried to have the conversation with her a year or two ago. She, it just went over her head. She didn't really understand. Okay. Well, she was four when you were trying to tell her this. Yeah. And we, when she has questions, we answer honestly. But again, without getting into the whole reap productive side which we actually did at the time when we had the conversation but again it wasn't I think she would just had a hard time understanding it so she knows we told her that we had you know we had to have a man to help us mm-hmm. conceive her mm-hmm. I think that's about all that okay. she understands okay but eventually obviously you guys sound like you're very open to what she's maybe a little bit older and fully understands you'll really tell her the whole story right if she yeah and if she wants to Okay. Well, I think the thing that's so cool is she looks so much like you. Yeah. You know, which is which is really awesome. And um, okay, so what happened next? I'm just wondering, like, after you chose this guy and we're like, we want this guy, like, how long is the process then? It was really funny. It was some. I don't know if you've seen the movie If These Walls Could Talk Too with Ellen DeGeneres. No, it's an older movie. It's I really can't funny. say I have. Okay, but but I, remi- I will go. It kind watch of it reminded now. me of that because my partner went and. She would go and she would pick up this, like, hydrogen tank. Mm -hmm. And the first time she did it, she sent a picture and she had taken a picture. She had strapped it in with the seatbelt in the (laughs) backseat and she took a picture and, like, texted it to me and was like, oh, you know, here's our baby. So it was it was funny, and then we chose we did it at home. So mm-hmm. I didn't I knew I didn't have any fertility problems because of my son, and, yeah. And I had tests done, I think, to see how things were. So we actually did it at home. Okay, know? and then it it worked and everything. It worked. Obviously. Actually, we did one. We did two rounds, and I was I had another pregnancy that I lost before Harper was mm-hmm. conceived. And then I think with Harper, it took us about six tries. It took longer before she was conceived. Wow. Okay. And so once you commit um, to doing this, I I assume you pay a lot of money. I don't know. You buy vials. Okay. Right. So for us, it was actually, we, I think we ended up paying about 
$10,000 wow, for the whole okay. thing to happen, but that's not actually a lot for No, it's a not. Lot of couples. You think a lot of people pay a lot of 40, couples 50. who have to go and have in vitro and yeah. things like that, they end up paying 40, 50, 60,000. I was just talking to someone about that. Like, that is a yeah. crazy amount. But of now money. it's actually, I think it's covered now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard the government is trying to big, uh, fund that. Yeah, a big deal that that happened. But at the time, it didn't. So a lot of our friends, a lot of our friends who had, you know, who also had babies. Mm-hmm. A year or two after us, they spent a lot more money. So okay. it actually wasn't. But you probably inspired a lot of your friends to do this. I think we actually took a course uh, with two of our friend couples at the 519 called Dykes Planning Tykes. Wow, so, I love the name. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great name. It was a great course. It's, yeah. It tells you everything you need to know. And we actually Dykes took it. Dykes Planning Tykes. Yeah. Okay, we'll give them a shout out in case anyone's uh, interested in yeah, going this route. Yeah, the 519. They knew that they wanted to have a child too, but they just waited longer. Mm-hmm. So they had their kids a couple of years after us. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, you were young with both yeah. kids, you know. You're still young. Um, okay, so I, my question is, once you agree to do this and you pay, like, for every vial that you have to get, like, you, you pay more, obviously, every time. Like, is that how that works? Or, like, if it doesn't you if it doesn't pay, take, do you pay again? I'm trying to remember. I think you buy maybe six at a time. Mm-hmm. And then, so after we conceived Harper, we actually had a few left over. Oh, okay. Yeah. So people keep them sometimes if okay. they think they want to have another oh, okay. child do down that. the line. This is like, yeah. And then sometimes if it's like a, a lesbian couple, you know, each person sometimes will want to have yeah. a, to carry the child. Okay. And so. But it's not that you would hand it out to your friend, like if they're looking like, hey, we've got an extra. <laughs> no, you sell. If you don't use them, you end up selling them back to yeah. the clinic. So then it took, and then that was exciting news, and then yeah. obviously you went through your pregnancy. Were both pregnancies okay? Like, do you remember, did you like being pregnant? I remember I, again, I gained a lot of weight with both pregnancies, so I felt, I remember feeling very big and hot all the time, and I didn't love being pregnant, but I loved giving birth. Oh, you did? Yeah, I oh. loved it. Okay. I was going to say it your ex-partner didn't because he was sleeping, but but uh, really, because I, I mean, you've also seen my show. I mean, I go through that. Like, that is like a nightmare that I imagine, like, the whole process right. sounds sounds just, oh, so intense, you know? Like, it's freaked me out, but. Yeah, it is intense, but it's one of those what things you like where. you like about it? Isn't it goddamn painful? Well, for me on the second one, I'm, I don't remember as much with my son mm-hmm. because it was so long ago. But with Harper, it, was, it wasn't that painful because I'm a big advocate of the epidural. Mm-hmm. And they actually, the nurse gave me the switch where I could administer it to myself. Ah, so I was going so on high. overdrive. Yeah, I was going on <laughs> overdrive and like my legs were falling off the table and my partner had to like pick them up again because I went and then the nurse was like you went a bit overboard so I felt nothing oh see even that like that freaks me out even that just the idea of I can't feel my legs that's like not a positive for me I'm like ah wow okay so I didn't feel much with Harper it was pretty (laughs) painless for weeks on end you didn't okay so any both I'm asking you full details he had two vaginal births yes yeah Okay. Cause I'm, uh, is it me or are you finding like this isn't happening as much? Like I, everyone I know is just having cesareans. I agree. And, you know, and I don't know if it, like I've heard. Sometimes theories. they just do it for yeah. aesthetics Right. As and, well. and for the time, right? Like they need the bed back or something and they just decide to do oh, a cesarean. Oh, you mean the hospital? Yeah. Like the ho- yeah. Like oh. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I haven't, it's been a very long time concerning so many of my friends and women I know. And I, I could be a, you know, I don't know what the stat is, but I'm just hearing it's very rare I hear someone has a vaginal birth anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, just everyone I know has cesarean. And again, that doesn't sell it to me. 
either. That that also seems no. Very I think the recovery is a lot harder. Yeah, that's a, that's a really cool story because uh, you know I haven't heard anyone go through that process. And you would recommend it. Obviously, it turned out well for you. Of like, course, yeah, we, yeah. Okay, amazing. Um, was there any other? And is, is there any other crazy stories or things that happened from the donor clinic? Or I'm trying to remember. I know that um, the doctor who is kind of in charge there mm-hmm. he was a real character. Mm-hmm. So that was. That was fun always to see him. He was, yeah. And, and, and I'm just going back, um, how much information, like, is all the information you could imagine is there? Like, like their history or, like, is, is there? There is a lot of information. Oh, yeah. And actually, because on our donor's profile, there was some very particular information. Mm-hmm. I actually did a little, like, Sherlock Holmes on your research own. Oh, you on the did. web. And I actually found okay. who he was. So and have you, have you ever run into this guy or... No, no. Okay. no. My actually, my partner, or uh, my partner at the time, thinks that she saw him on the TTC one really? day. Yeah, wouldn't that be she a was weird pretty experience? Sure. Like you see so him was, with your daughter, he doesn't know. You know. Yeah, I. You know what I thought about? I thought like that it would be what is interesting is if he's at the movies and he sees her in a film, and I'm like, I wonder if he would get any kind of sensation yeah. of. Oh yeah, you know she looks like me. Or but yeah, it, it, at the end of the okay. day, it's just biology. So because it's you not... saw a photo, you saw the photo of this guy's nose and his ear right. and his eyebrow. Uh, do you think your daughter looks like him? She a little she, bit. I can see it. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay. But at first glance, she looks like a mini me because of her coloring. Okay. But and I think also, I know I have a lot of friends too who have adopted kids. I think that they also pick up mannerisms mm-hmm. and things that make them look like a parent, even if it's a non-biological mm-hmm. parent. So she actually has characteristics, I find, that that she looks like um, her other mother as okay. well. Okay, okay. And I, I want to bring up because, um, you know, obviously you're a drama teacher and you've done acting of your own, you've done modeling, and I know you audition as well, and you, you write, and you're very involved in the arts community. Um, but both of your kids are actors as well and in the arts and yeah. um did you sort of push them down that route or i guess growing up with you did they see that aspect and they kind of that was their own path they wanted to follow well they were both naturally just naturally interested in the arts but for sure my son when i was doing the drama camps and things like that he would always he would come with me and he would be part of the right camps. i remember him being yeah. there in the summer yeah and he as a as a boy he loved musicals and he was never an athletic kid, and so he he's just always been very artsy. Mm-hmm. So I encouraged it, as I encouraged him doing mm-hmm. when he was younger. He did curling, which I've never done. Okay. <laughs> so I encouraged it because it was something he liked, and and for sure I like I like that world, the entertainment world. My daughter as well. She I remember I was doing a clown show a few years ago at at my school, and she she was there. It was a Sunday rehearsal, and so I had to bring her and. At one point, I'm watching the scene, and you know they all come out with their briefcases, and they're doing some kind of industry scene. And then she came out; to, they sent her out too, and she was like two or three. I have the video; it's so funny. Oh yeah, and, and she, she was just she loving it, right? So she, yeah, she really enjoys okay. it. And she's well. done some film work, and she's uh, I saw her to show it, Soul Pepper as well. Um, and she's only six. Yeah. So what's it like? You know, I, I know your son sort of dabbles in it more. As where your daughter at six, it's quite a passion of hers, and I know you're quite busy with her. So, um, how do you enjoy being sort of? I, I, I kind of 
guess I call you the mom manager or sort of the the stage mom, but what's it like having to uh, take her to auditions and, and how do you feel about your daughter being in that whole world at such a young age? Yeah, it's a lot of fun actually. She has uh, she has a great agent or agents. Mm-hmm. So agents. Well, a- agent. Oh, okay. Agency. This kid's got a better career than I do. <laughs> um, she's got a manager, an agent. She's being schlepped around in limos. So she auditions is interesting because they have to happen after school. But as you know, I teach in Markham, so I have to boot it back to the city to get her to her auditions on time. And uh, she really, she just really loves it. She likes, she, you've, you know, you know her and she really likes interacting with adults. Mm -hmm. So she really enjoys that aspect of the industry when she works on sets and things like that. She loves doing stage. I'd Mm -hmm. say that she loves stage uh, more so. so. So when she did the Soul Pepper show last summer and she was at the theater every day, she really, really enjoyed that kind of interacting with the actors backstage and things like that. But do you you find like... You know, I mean, see, going to auditions and having kids there, you know, there's the commercial audition, there's lots of kids there, like it's it's busy and it's hectic and they're casting one child, like how do you deal with rejection or how does she? Or it doesn't, it doesn't phase her now at a young age? What's great is at a young age, it doesn't really phase her. Mm-hmm. For her, when she goes to an audition, she's acting. Okay. So, which is what they say that we should all do, even as adults, right? To look at it as our job, the auditions. So she doesn't get a part, you just kind of break it to her and say, oh, not this one. A couple of times she has, because I remember she had a Kinder Egg Mm -hmm. audition, and Mm -hmm. I think she just wanted to eat the chocolate. (laughs) So she asked about, oh, did I get that Kinder Egg thing? So I think it was more based on the fact that she was, again, excited that she would be able to eat chocolate. Do you, do you think this so, is something that she's really going to pursue? She she seems to to mm. enjoy it, and she's, for a mm. six-year-old, she's pretty good. Okay, so yeah. I could see her, She loves and she loves dance, and mm-hmm. she loves musicals. Okay. Uh, she, right now she's watching Into the Woods about five times a day. Okay, she nice. She knows all the lyrics. Yeah. So and she, she'd like to be in Matilda. She said that's her goal. Ah, okay. So, and, uh, or she'll uh, she'll follow your path, and then uh, maybe she'll put her career on hold as she goes and becomes a mom at twenty two. Yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah, that's why I love that she's uh, she's very passionate about it, and and she already knows she wants to be a mom, which obviously you've had influence on her for that. Yeah, she for a while she would like put pillows in her stomach and tell us she was pregnant. And- <laughs> Great. Um, but you're, you're done. You don't think that you're having any more no, children? No, that's it for me. That's it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you've yeah. got all your, your kids at school as well. Like you, you do so much work with them and you probably feel like you do have hundreds of children. Yeah, I do. And I get a lot, I get tired mm-hmm. now. Okay. <laughs> so just the thought of, you know, this sleepless nights and even just taking, I, you know, I take Harper all over the city five mm. days a week, whether it's to her auditions or her dance classes or skating. Mm. And I just tried to imagine at one point doing that with, you know, a baby yeah. in the car seat. Yeah. And it just, the thought to me was... Okay. It's a little easier now that yeah. she's older, even though you're very busy with them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, unfortunately, that's been our time. Um, I wish we could go further, but we've got to wrap it up. So I want to thank once again, Cameron Ferguson for chatting with me. I've been Crystal Bartelzi. This is our podcast, All Kidding Aside. And uh, if you want to comment further or have anything to say, you can reach us at allkiddingaside at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. 
That's been our podcast, All Kidding Aside. I've been your host, Crystal Bartelzi. And if you like what you're listening to, why not go on iTunes and subscribe? And you can even leave us a review. Five stars would be amazing. And if you want to get in touch with us with any comments or questions, you can reach us at allkiddingasidepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.